everyone, David Jeffers, second podcast of the week. Actually, I want to ask you right off the bat, when you hear that song right there and yep. knowing that you're going to see it in person, do you get yeah. excited? I know Love you said it. you've seen it before, but when you hear it now and you're going, Love something it. to look forward to. Uh, the whole, look, I would say to anybody there who heard the podcast last night and might be thinking about the Stones May 11th um, in Pasadena, if you have never seen them, it's unbelievable. Like we watched, I, I want to bring up the Garth Brooks thing because okay. I have a I have a hot take on the Garth Brooks concert last night. I think he I think he was lip syncing it. Oh boy! Um, but for the Stones, David, it's really amazing when you see guys that we talked about last night, mid seventies. Charlie Watts is seventy seven years old, man. I thought at seventy seven, we're all dead. <laughs> or he just moved around like fucking the Golden Girls. and when Shuffling you, everywhere? Yeah. When you see these guys, Ron Wood, Keith Richard, Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, Charlie Watts, and the backup band that they have, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. Yeah. To me, David, it's a little bit surreal believing it, and it brings up something that I wanted to bring up. I have lived... Pretty much the last 11 years of my life, debt-free. Yeah. And look, I had a car payment. I had a mortgage. We have insurance. But I really carried no credit card debt. But now I'm looking at something and I'm trying to figure out if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. So I told you that I bought the Rolling Stones tickets on my Chase card where I get miles for United. Yeah. Now, I have, I think it's a five-week lag time. So, I, five weeks. So, today, I went on because I got paid today. So, I went on and my balance was like 90 bucks, but I knew I had other money coming. So, I paid like 400 of it down because the total was like 1,000, but things have been staggered out. There's like three more checks between now and when when that balance is due. So it was really easy for me to pay four hundred today and I could do two hundred on Friday, I could do two hundred and two weeks, I could do two hundred and two weeks. Impacts me not at all. Okay. Easy to hit that. But I'm wondering when I go and buy gas or groceries or anything like that, I just use my debit card. And I'm wondering, am I making a mistake? Does it make more sense to me to buy $30 worth of gas on this Chase card where I'm adding 30 miles into my account? Yep. But the thing that I like, and maybe it's because I live life with a fear factor, is I want to pay today so that it's out and it's clear. This idea that even a, a small amount like 30 bucks, or buying you lunch or doing whatever, 15 bucks. I don't want that lingering for four weeks until I pay it off. I like knowing, hey, I've got X amount in the bank. I had to pay 30 bucks. I'm fine. Yeah. End of deal. Dave, should I? am I being dumb? Should I pay on the chase card and just pay the chase card to get the miles? Or should I do my way that I've done it for 10 years and say debt-free? Okay, here you go. Here, that is a great question. It freaks me out. No, I don't know what to do. I got the answer for you. Okay. Because I've seen it work different ways. Okay. I'll tell you right now, the, my situation is obviously I'm married to someone who is like you when it comes to money and saying, I just don't want to have to worry about it. Correct. 
I just want to know. It comes in, boom, it's taken care of. My wife too, was one of those people like last to pay online, like all freaked out. Someone's getting right. their information. Me too. Okay. A couple things. You mentioned you pay for gas with a, with a debit card, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been told over and over again, and you're talking to a guy who has been ripped off five times in a gas station by using the debit card. By a skimmer? By a skimmer. I'll okay. tell you, my sister got hit the other night. I'll tell you where she got hit. She got hit at fucking Costco. Yeah. She got hit at Costco. They had a skimmer because she got called from Mission Fed. Fucking Mission Fed wouldn't tell my sister where her information had been stolen because they were trying to protect a corporate account. My sister figured it out, said, I only get gas at Chevron, but on this one day, I didn't. I got gas at Costco, and that's when I got hit. Yep. So fucking Mission Fed doesn't do shit for you if you're a customer you're gonna have to try to figure out anywhere and i use my debit card yeah. all day i'm a guy I never have cash and fucking costco let these guys put these skimmers on there so okay okay well <laughs> they didn't do it on purpose there are people who are pretty good at being crooks all right so here's the deal i've been hit five times three of shit. them have happened to me in phoenix really okay, which sucks because you know what happens as soon as you call the bank they cancel your card correct well all of a sudden here i am in phoenix and all I have is this fucking card to pay yeah. for my food and my gas right. and my hotel, you know, and all this shit. And I'm going, what do I do now? I'm stuck in Arizona. This has happened to me the last few times that I've gone. And I'm the guy, and I'm trying to figure out what do I do now. Well, yeah. what I did was I had to keep going to Target, and the most you could pull out is $40 at a time Correct. off that Target card. Go to 7-Eleven, get 10 each Dude, time. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, so I'll tell you how to add what the gas station. They say, you know what it says? This is a debit card. Click no. And then you type in your goddamn uh, zip code, and that okay. should protect your ass. Also, they say if there are three pumps, use the one in the middle. The skimmer is always on the end. It's never the skimmers are never the one in the middle. You don't understand if there are three. If it's a big gas station, okay, and yeah, there are three of them. Use the one in the middle if you can. So you're not saying put eighty nine in. You're saying yes. I'm pump saying, one. Yes. Pump, pump three. Pump five. Right. Because. Yes. Exactly. Use pump three. Exactly. Don't use one or five. Oh, yeah. fuck. So, okay. I, again, as I've been taught a hard lesson on this one. Okay. All right. So, so, so go, hang on. Go, go ahead. Never claim because it just happened to me tonight. Is this a debit card? You say no. Say no. And, and then, how does that How does that will, benefit uh, you? Because it goes right to credit. Because oh, it, but okay. as soon as you go debit card, you type in your PIN number. Right. And that's how fuck. they get you. Oh, shit. Okay, that's great. Yeah, oh, that's shit. A, that, I never thought of that. That's All how, right. That's how they're getting you. So, oh, that's good work right here. And whenever you get an opportunity, if they give you a choice of credit or debit, always take credit, they say. Okay. Okay. I can do that. And so, simple enough. So, going back to your, your first question. Mm -hmm. So, my situation, I can't exactly do it. Your situation, and a friend of ours, you and I have a mutual friend. I won't say her name on, on the podcast, but she has done exactly like you, divorced all of a sudden in charge of her own money. Uh-huh. And she puts everything on that credit card and then pays it off at the end of the month. So it's number one, it's easier to pay her it's a one time bill. Yeah. She's paying. Two is she takes three big time trips a year because she pays even her mortgage on it. No kidding. She pays everything on that credit card and then she pays it off and then she goes to Europe once a year. She goes back east once a yeah. year to New York City. She goes up to Seattle. Three times a year, she does the, she does the same thing. She picks somewhere great to go, and she takes her kids with her because she has two little boys like yep. you. And she next last year, I think they went to Hawaii for for summer vacation. But she said all those flights were taken care of because she went ran it this way. Yeah, and just like you, you aren't crazy. You aren't going to become stupid all of a sudden. No. You're still going to be able to pay it off. It's just yeah. going to freak you out when you start doing it. And you're going to go, okay, this is the new norm. But yeah. since you're a responsible person, you're going to be 100 percent fine. 
Okay, so the smart thing is to put and get the miles, Everything. right? Because yeah, I get, get a mile, miles. I get Why one mile for every dollar. How great would it be if you could take your sons somewhere great? I'm not taking them anywhere. I'm taking Where's Missy Cheryl Martinez. <laughs> Cheryl Tiggs, okay. I'm taking Missy. That's it. Um, well, it's just funny because I have a deal where it's it's one mile for every dollar spent. Yeah. But now what I'll probably just get in the habit of doing is often we get paid on the first through a couple of different things, but then I get paid every other Friday. So I just figured, look, a lot of things are going to change in a couple of weeks when you go, okay, well, you're responsible for your insurance yeah. and you're doing all that. But shit, if I can pay all that on there and then just... Every other Friday, I go, okay, well, let me just pay. All of a sudden, I just yeah. have one bill to pay, right? It's yeah. like my own personal debt consolidation, Yeah, but I'm getting rewarded for it. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm serious. You like to travel. I do. And now like you have an opportunity where you're able to travel. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You're still paying the same amount of money. Correct. Why not take advantage of it? Correct. And it's I only have one. Yeah. I don't have a gas card. I don't have, you know, because yeah. to me, saving 10 cents, my, I have a, I have a 10-gallon tank, so I'm saving a dollar. And to me, I'd rather pay the extra dollar and not have an extra credit card in my wallet. Fuck, all right. I'll do that. <laughs> all right, I'll do that. You know, we, we talked about this just a little bit yesterday because I, I brought it up to you and then we jumped to something else because you used to work for one of these big companies. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as, as you sit there and you go, okay, the, the different ideas of you've talked about bankruptcy and how to get around that. You've helped mm -hmm. a bunch of people do that or people that – the cars are getting, you know, cars are getting chased, whatever the, the situation is. You've helped tons of people out. So you kind of know the ins and outs, the rights and wrongs of what to do, Correct. you know, on, on what direction you go. My mother-in-law, before she passed, was living with us the last few years. Well, mm -hmm. she had money in the bank and she lived a, a clean credit-free life. Well, we thought it was smart to just sit there and take out everything. You know, we closed out all her accounts. It was the worst thing to do, you find out, especially if you're a functioning human being that, that you go, wait a second, you don't ever want to not have cards. You know, it's yeah. great to think, oh, I'm not going to have any cards. Yeah. You there? You talk about your credit score. It goes yeah. right in the toilet the second you Correct. sit there and cancel everything out. You got to have at least that one card. I, I have a Best Buy card that I never use um, that's paid down, but that's open. I think... Um, my ex-wife and I have an American Express Macy's card that was kind of a cool card. But again, I'm not worried about her. My name's on that. Um, even when we're officially divorced, if she left me on, I never use it. She has the card. I'm just on it. So I may just say to her, hey, you can do whatever. I don't have the so, no, She's buying coffee makers for yeah, everyone in her no office. no shit. <laughs> buying everybody tiramisu in the fucking... Uh, <laughs> restaurant there and i'm fucked there goes nine bucks i didn't have yesterday um but it's all it's all that kind of stuff but but yeah my credit's good and and i think on this card i think i limited it's like a 10 grand limit yeah so i can if there's get anyone it. i know that this idea is right up their alley it's you should be me yeah right? you love to travel yeah you're and back in the game baby i'm back in the game <laughs> but it was like my my first or my next payment wasn't due until Wednesday. Yeah. So I made it today. And like I said, it was like 90 bucks. I paid 400 down on it because I had a couple other things that had been on the thing. And uh, from traveling, my Toronto money was on there. And, yeah. Yeah, I get an expense account for that. So 
that, the stones, and a couple other things. Okay, here's my other dilemma that I need help go, from people. Go ahead. I'm going I'm to follow you up with one. Go ahead. Um, I need a, to find a new storage unit. I need a 5x5 five five storage unit, and I just need somebody to send me a message on Twitter and go, hey, here's where you go. Because what happens, Dave, you're incredibly lucky that you don't have to deal with the storage unit. Um, a 5x5 five five small unit where I'm putting 10 yeah. little Target tubs full of shit, uh, they started off at 40 bucks a month. You go, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, then they hit you because you have to have insurance. Yeah. So now it's 11 bucks a month. Well, after two or three months, the introductory rate goes away. And now I just got a bill today for 88 bucks for a 5x5 five five storage unit. I don't have a garage where I'm staying. I don't have yeah. access to anything. So if anybody out there, I don't give a fuck if it's on an elevator. I don't give a <laughs> shit if it's a... No, they job you yeah. for all that shit. Of course. But if any of you go, hey, you know what? Um... Because it's 88 bucks a month for a 5x5, five five, and going on all these different websites, none of these motherfuckers will yeah. tell you what happens and how quickly it'll happen after the first month for free, or $39. So I don't want to be moving my shit every yeah. 90 days, but if anybody out there goes, hey man, a 5x5, five five, if there's anywhere where it's 50 or 60 a month, uh, if you'd send me a message, I would appreciate it greatly. My neighbor across the street, he made all his money off of the storage units. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad business. You always talk about different it's businesses brilliant. to make money. Everybody God, man, keeps not too, bad. too much stuff. Yeah, it, you know, Have you ever met anybody? I know it's a young people's thing where mm -hmm. they're minimalist, you know, where basically yeah. just exactly what you need is all you keep. And otherwise, you kind of chuck it out. Like the garage we're in right now, there's a ton of stuff that my wife says all the time, you got to throw it out. So I start looking over and I'm going... Well, I'm not going to throw away all those Dave and Jeff show tapes that I've had since Correct. 1998. You know, I'm going to keep those, and I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that. And it's hard for me to, to get rid of stuff. But in all honesty, I, I don't go over to that side of the garage and open up a ton yeah. of stuff. But there, I, I kind of admire the people that say I can just live with the minimum. Um, I'm the opposite. I'm not a hoarder. I see people like that. But my sons and I love uh, our stuff. Yeah. And yesterday we're driving, you see an RV, you see an RV driving, and look, I couldn't drive an RV, I'd drive it right off the fucking side of the road. <laughs> like but, Shazam? Yeah, but we are always fascinated when you see an RV, 18, 20 foot, and there's about 15 of those little storage units below the locked one. Yeah. Because we're always like, how cool would that be? How cool, what would you, and you know, they're 11, so I love it. Because I say to them, uh, okay, if I gave you those two units right there in the back of this RV and I said, that's your storage, what would you have in it? And every time it changes. We started this game when it was eight, when they were eight. So it would be their stuffed animals and it would be their Captain America costume and their swords and their knives. And now it's basically like, well, I have a basketball there and... Can I put Diego in there, our dog? I'm like, no, you can't put the dog in the goddamn storage unit of the RV. <laughs> Did you ever see these stories, how the airlines kill them? But, um, but we love that stuff. But yeah. I, I realized, Dave, when I moved out, there was a ton of shit that I had where I just said, it, and it wasn't, it wasn't even sentimental. I was like, I think we just hang on to stuff sometimes just to hang on to it. 
But I, I went through and I threw a bunch of stuff away. Was it hard to throw it out? No. Okay. Like, you know what I stopped collecting? Which is finding something I collected since I was a young kid. Wore newspapers. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Same thing. And I got rid of them. Because newspapers suck. Yeah. I, newspapers <laughs> suck. They're now. also fire hazards. But yeah. Honestly, every Laker championship or something big, I started collecting newspapers. And then yeah. I, I just said, you know what? I got to stop doing this. I have one that's pretty good. I have one Target storage tub that has sports pages in it. But I have the New York Post from the day after 9-11. Yeah. I have uh, a bunch of things. The National. Remember the National? Yep. The all sports paper. Um, I have some 98 Padres stuff, things like that. Yeah. And I went through that a couple of years ago and kind of thinned it out, right? Because I realized I had all the business sections. I'm like, who gives a shit about this? <laughs> but, you know, Dave, what I've done is I've collected stuff. I have, I also have a Target storage tub full of every credential that I had over the years. And I kept it and I go, a lot of that stuff, um, they're pretty cool. Yeah. A bunch of them I got laminated and I kept, but I just, I always for 25 years started thinking about if I ever have kids and if I ever have a son, well, I'm lucky enough to have two of yeah. them that love sports yeah. and there'll be a point probably in the next, I would think within the next year when I get moved into a thing and we're going to go and we're going to hang out. We're going to have pizza one night, and it's going to be kind of a, all right, you take item one, you take two and three. You take four and five, what do you want? And we'll just kind of split it up, and if they want it, and if they don't want it, then we'll fucking chuck it. That's what I was saying. Is it going to be weird to see them chuck it? No. Nope. Yeah. No, I, I don't really. I mean, like a friend of mine did something really cool, and I'm looking at this table that we have where we do the podcast, and it's a big wooden table. And they had a, a glass table made with all their credentials underneath it. That's and cool. that was really cool. So maybe I could do something yeah. like that. But do I really give a shit about my 1993 Gulls credential? No. <laughs> but it's part of your life. Yeah. It's still it's part fun. of your life. Yeah. But I think for my sons, I think they'll dig it. I don't have a lot of, I have all our free FM shows. Which for my sons, I would like them. I know somewhere up there, I think you have our 9-11 show. That's yeah. the one I want to find. If I can find our 9-11 show, I would like to have that okay. for them. But other, no, I don't give a shit. I live my life. I always say them. I said this to my boys every day. I live my life. I love the life I lived. Uh, good and bad. Live your own life. Yeah. If you get to a point where you're like, hey, I want to know more about what my dad did before I came into the picture. Fuck, man. I got a lot of it. You read all Jay Posner's bullshit articles. <laughs> but for them, I'm like, nah, man, I I was lucky and their mom was lucky that they that we lived a life that we were proud of. Yeah. And we don't have to live our lives through our sons. Yeah. And I, and you're the same way. And I'm very happy with that. No, that's that's great. You know, when you were talking about different things that you had, there's a guy I, I work with on my regular job who someone broke into his car right after he got Fuck. back from Thanksgiving. And yeah. so he, he missed work. And I said, you know, how much stuff did they get? He goes, dude, it, it, it sucked. He goes, this is how my week went. He goes, Wednesday, he goes, our family dog, I have to put him down. Fuck. And he goes, Thursday, we drive up to Sacramento, come back, park the car with two little kids, go upstairs. And someone broke in and, and stole our stuff out of our car. And I go, what did they get? 
And he's saying, well, the stuff valuable, three pairs of sunglasses, $200 each, and and my dog. And I go, your dog? And he goes, well, the police report says my dog. Christmas is coming up. The kids oh, need a dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he claimed his dog was stolen. They stole my fucking dog. And he goes, kids oh are getting God. a new puppy come Christmas time because he claimed the dog. I go, didn't you put that dog down? Yeah, I put that dog down. That fucking guy. Karma <laughs> cops are coming to get him. They already got him. He broke into his fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to break into that car again. <laughs> I just laugh at the way he sold it to the cops. They stole my dog. Well, it's not the cops. It's the insurance company. Cops don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so as we're, we're jumping back and forth because mm-hmm. you talk about the Rolling Stone tickets, and I said mm-hmm. to you, I go, I'm proud of you that you bought something for yourself. Yeah. What is the the craziest thing you ever bought? And this is the one time where, oh, I, I've got where, where I miss the fact that we can't take phone calls because this is stuff we used to do on free FM. But what yeah. is the craziest thing you bought and you go, oh, fuck. I think you encouraged me to do it. <laughs> I think you encouraged me to do it. I bought a game-worn New Jersey Devils jersey. Remember this yes, shit? Yes, number 30, I think. Uh, no, it was, what number uh, is it? 22. Is it 22? Okay. Scotty, the chief Daniels. Okay. Scotty, the chief Daniels. Scott Daniels. This. Yeah. Game war, New Jersey devils, Jersey, white, white Jersey. Yeah. Fucking great Jersey paid 300 bucks for holy it. fuck 300 bucks. For yeah. It. And it was about 10 years. No, nah, it wasn't 10 years ago. It was probably about seven years ago. Uh, married. We were fine. Yeah. Like, and I looked at that and I go, what in the fuck am I doing with this shit? And I literally sold it back on eBay for 300 Really? I bought it for 300 and I sold oh, it for dude, $300. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, Scotty the Chief Daniels, game ward. It came with uh, a letter of authenticity from the Devils. And so I, I posted that. Fucking, I, I think. That's sweet, though. I think the guy paid $4 for shipping and I just FedExed it to him. I was like, get that the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, that was easily, without question, the easiest question. What's the dumbest thing you bought? Oh, it, it, well, I can't say dumbest. The one, the craziest thing I ever bought is that card that I have in the driveway. You asked me what yes. time to explain it, but I never explained it. Um, a couple months ago, I was looking for a car for a long time. I said, I need to get a car because the car I had, I was given to my son, Jake. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, looking around. For, I was looking at trucks for two years. Yeah. Like, I'm going to buy a truck. You know, I said, I, I coach baseball. I got a ton of shit. I'm going to buy either a, either a GMC, a Ford, or a, or a Ram. I can't figure out which truck I'm going to buy. But I'm looking yeah. at them, test driving them like crazy. But right before I buy my wife's at work, I said, okay, I'm going to look real quick. My dream car. If I can find my dream car on here, I'm just curious to know how much it costs. Because yeah. I had an idea how much I was going to spend on this truck. And sure enough, I find this BMW X6. It's all blacked Holy out. Fuck. You know, with the black wheels. Yeah. You don't see them around very often. Okay. Yeah. So I said, well, shit. And then sure enough, I found it in a price where I said, wait a second. This is about what the truck would cost. Yeah. I'm buying this fucking car. So I called the place up and and I all I had to do is give my, my social security yeah. number. They ran my credit. Hey, you're fine. Come get it. Wow. And they go, okay, but here's the deal. It's a thousand bucks for us to hold it for, uh, you know, three hours until you can get up to LA to go get it. So I said, all right, I'm in. So I sure enough, get my credit card. I Holy thousand shit. bucks. And I call Holy my shit. <laughs> I don't have the game to do that. No. Hell, I didn't think I did either. It's yeah. the craziest thing I ever did because again, I've been married in January. It's gonna be twenty seven years. Awesome. Remember, I've been to Rita since I was nineteen. Right. So so I, I said, I'm doing it. I'm buying this car. So yeah. I took call Rita and I said, My wife, if you 
know my wife. Someone made a crack on Twitter who does not know my wife. Look, I'm the guy that will spend money. My wife does not spend a dime. Never. My wife doesn't no. go shopping. She doesn't care about cars. I could change my wife's car out for you go tomorrow. She yeah. wouldn't know the difference. She doesn't no. fucking care. But for me, I said I'm going to buy this car. So I, I go and I give the money down and everything. And I call her and I said, look, I bought this car. She goes, how did you buy a car without me? I know she's pissed. Yeah. Okay, like this, not like it wasn't a family decision, but like this is a big purchase. You yeah. know, you didn't say one word and you sat there and you, you gave a credit card out and you <laughs> bought this car. Yeah. And I go, I need a fucking ride to L.A. You know, how am I going to yeah. get to L.A. And, and get that car and then get back? And so she gets off of work. We drive up to L.A. Fuck. I kind of agreed to the price, basically. Yeah. She doesn't say one fucking word to me the whole way Holy there. Holy shit. Not one Holy word. Holy shit. Get off the freeway, pull into We're the in dealership. LA. Like enough people like go like uh, it's, it's like Costa Mesa. You know, like when you take the seventy three. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right time. when the seventy three ends, it's like the first exit. Okay. Okay. Got so it. it's Orange County. Yeah. Right by the, if it makes Charger fans feel better, right by the Charger facility. Yeah, right there. <laughs> so, I uh, was it Fletcher Jones? Did no, you know the Jamboree seventy three no, no, and no, 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 no. I didn't buy okay. a Mercedes. That's a Mercedes. <clears throat> no, it was, oh, a, yeah. it, was a, it was a BMW. So. I, she, I get out of the car. I'm driving, okay? She yeah. gets out, out on her passenger side. She doesn't say one fucking word. She walks around the car, gets in the car, back on the 405 and fucking gone. You're done. I'm done. Yeah, you're, there goes your fucking out. Yes. We talked about this. And so the guy goes, as soon as I walk in, he goes, was that your wife that just left? I go, yeah. And he goes, you know, you're pretty much stuck. Yeah, like you're the, getting this car, motherfucker. Yeah, and you're gonna pay about four thousand extra that you didn't plan on spending because right. we know you don't have a ride home, asshole. Yeah, that's what happened. That's an expensive car wash. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. So I come back home and she doesn't talk to me for a long time about this car. She won't even sit in it, drive when it. When did nothing. you buy that? I think in August or September. No, it's been yeah. longer than that. No, I didn't have it because Lisa Ann was here August first, and I yeah. know I didn't own it then. Okay. So anyway, it was. Yeah. I think it was August. Anyway, you said one time you got to tell the story in there, but I never told the story. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, she was fucking pissed, man. By like six weeks, she did not even sit in that car. I will tell you, man. It's funny because uh, I had to do the same thing in February, because remember my car got totaled the yeah. day CS Keys died. It was two weeks after she and I determined we were getting a divorce. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I move out in February, and I'm like, fuck, I, I got to get a fucking car. Yeah. And, Dave, we had done everything for 13 years, and now all of a sudden, you go, fuck, man, yeah. you got to go to the lot. I love the car I got. Yeah. I really do. It's a mellow. And you drive around like crazy. All the time. Yeah. I mean, it's you drive Sentra. all the time. Yeah. It's a Sentra. The guys where I got it from yeah. a little lot off of Mission Gorge uh, treated me great. They did a bunch of shit for the car. Nissan yeah. has been fucking great to deal with. The guy, I'll give a free plug. They don't pay me shit. The guys at Mossy Nissan over on Claremont Mesa Boulevard, I buy oil changes, Dave. I get three oil changes for 75 bucks. It's 25 yeah. bucks a fucking oil change. And they wash my car. <laughs> uh, I mean, shit, you're not getting them because now all these cars, Dave, I bet yours runs on the synthetic oil, right? Yeah, well, the deal, I don't know, man. These cars here, for some reason, you don't need to get an oil change even once a year. I don't oh, even know shit. How, how it fucking I'd works. And by that. the way, as I told this story just now, when you look up the fucking car, I didn't spend $90,000 on a car. You better okay? not have. I, I don't, I'm just saying, don't sit there and write me tomorrow and go, hey, you spent 90000 on a car. No, yeah, I didn't spend 90000 on a car. Don't get crazy. But it's but you get and you've had it for twenty seven years. I had it for thirteen. Um, you get used to having 
the backup. Yes. And when you all of a sudden have to do it on your own, God damn, didn't you all of a sudden feel like a 17-year-old kid I again? I tell you, it's exactly why I bought it. It's funny you say this, okay? Yeah. And obviously, we didn't know what was going to happen to Jake a few months later. Sure. But look, as I've told the story on there, me with Jake since 2016, I mean, we were tied together. It was like, Absolutely. It, it was like having a, you know, basically a 300-pound weight on me. Everywhere we went, he was with me the whole time. And look, yeah. I love my son. But it's exhausting being with another sure. human being every single day for two years. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm treating myself. Like the yeah. last two years have been really fucking hard. I'm going to do something for myself. That's why I went out and went over the top. But yeah, when I was able to surprise myself, and I used to say this to my kids all the time, nothing's better in life than when you can surprise yourself. Yeah. And when I sat there and the guy says, your credit's good enough to take care of this car without your wife, I fucking I was like, fuck yeah. Nice. You know, it felt like uh, it was like a rush of independence. Yeah, absolutely. I felt like I was 17. Because again. like you said, if you're responsible enough to handle it. Yeah. You go, Fuck, this is cool. David's funny on a much smaller scale. It's the same feeling last week. Yeah. Where you look at and you go, ah, maybe I'll find the $50 tickets. Well, you find the $50 tickets are in row 10,000 in the fucking <laughs> Rose Bowl. And you're like, that's just going to suck. Yeah. So you're like, fuck it. I, it really, like how many more fucking times can these assholes tour? They're 77 years old. I'm like, I'm just paying the 400 and fucking getting two tickets. I have no idea who the fuck's going with me. And I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I might take my dad. Perfect. I honestly may take my dad. If or your I dad might, would love it, you'd never forget it. Right. Or I may take Lisa Ann. You would never forget it. Or fucking, yeah. Right. <laughs> But I'm just saying, Dave, the good thing is where you look at it and you go, yeah. And I fucking paid off the majority yeah. of it today. And the tickets will be, this was the other thing I said last week. Like I go, I don't want an e-ticket. I don't want a ticket on my phone. I don't want any of that shit. I want old school Ticketron, Ticketmaster, Teleseat, any of this yeah. shit that means anything to you guys. I want the hard copy of the ticket because what that ticket's going to tell me is the same thing. I never wore a watch in my life. I wear the same watch every day. It's the watch that I bought that said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to yeah. beat this motherfucker. We're going to beat this motherfucker and we're going to win this shit. Ultimately, in the end, we're going to win. And that's what something as simple as a ticket stub will say. You find individual ways to remind yourself, yeah, fuck, we got it. We got this shit. You work too hard. You put up with too much bullshit. Live life a little bit. Good on you, man. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly it. I have this conversation with uh, with with Josh and and Jake, and I used to talk about this all the time about life and experiences because, as we know, it goes by yeah. fast, and you don't sure. know when it's going to end. All of a sudden, and I said, you know, I could give you ten thousand dollars right now, and you'd say, hey, man, that's fantastic. I have ten thousand dollars, but. In 20 years, you aren't going to remember what you did with that $10,000. Correct. I can spend 10,000 hours with you, and you're going to remember what the, the effect and the memories we had together, and yeah. it's going to go a lot longer in your mind and your life when you look back at it. But you won't remember that 10000 bucks. No. It's going to be gone in a heartbeat. But it, it's one of those a once in a while, you know, don't be afraid. That's why I was yeah. really excited when you told me you got the Rolling Stones tickets, because for you lately, I know you don't know what your future is. That's out of the ordinary for what you've yeah. been doing. Completely. And the other fun thing is, like, Christmas is going to be very weird. Does that make sense to you, Dave? I know it's weird for you to think about Christmas being weird, but trust me, for me it will be. And so uh, so you probably get the same shit that I get on Facebook. I constantly get the ads 
about the personalized items that you can buy, father for son or father yeah. for daughter, all this shit. And I always look at it, and there's always, you know, watches. And they're always, you know, like, for the most part, the sayings are okay, but then they get a little gay at the end. <laughs> and I say that with peace and love. Of but course. It, but I'm like, ah, that's not the relationship that I have with my sons. Yeah. It's And... It's just not who, it's not the relationship that you have. Maybe if I'm 80 and they're 40 and we're looking back and we're reflecting, then that would be really yeah. great. When when they're 11, they're going to be like, what? And then they're going to fucking lose it. And yeah. then I'm going to be pissed. And then I'm going to fucking send them to boarding school. <laughs> but the funny thing is when we we drive a lot. And they fall asleep in the back of my car. And I found something the other day online for 40 bucks. And it's very funny. I can get them personalized blankets. Blankets that will have the letter C, the letter J, and 25 different ways of putting their name Kate on the blanket. And why that makes sense is for any parent that has kids that sit in the back seat, I had one huge blanket. And they're always fighting over the blanket. Yeah. Well, I go, well, shit. I just found this thing. Problem solved. 40 bucks each. And I go, all right, well, Kate, there's yours. Jack, there's yours. Done. And you go, fucking great. (laughs) It's not some dumb shit. As we walk through life, fly fishing and enjoying, you know, creme brulee. No, we're not. Not doing any of that bullshit. Okay? I'm not Alan Thicke, you fucking dick. (laughs) Um... But you when I said at pocket watches, right. pull out of their vests with that fucking uh, one, what the, monocle? What do they call yeah, that shit? Yeah, that's right. Like the guy from Monopoly, with that little dick wearing on his eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. But but if I go and you know the funny thing, yeah. like they're getting, we got them Clippers tickets, yeah, we like got that. them concert tickets. Right, they got a couple. They bought for each other. They bought a couple of PS4 games. Do they buy them for each other? Or you guys yeah. take care of it. Really? They, they yeah. bought it. They helped. That's cool. You know, they helped. We didn't. I think your gift cards. Oh, cool. For their birthday. Um, but yeah, I mean, we they're eleven. I mean, I'm not holding them. But hey, where's your hundred and fifty bucks? Well, I got nineteen and a lot of bullshit. Get out there, paint a fence, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, we helped them, but uh. But when I looked at it, I go, you know what, man? This yeah. is something that they will use every day. And it'll be great. Yeah. And it'll remind them of Christmas. You know, it's funny. And their mom that- will look at it and go, fuck, how come I didn't think of that? And I'll laugh. I'll be like, because you're dumb. <laughs> you married me. I'm dumb, are you? <laughs> Today I was driving with uh, with Josh. And we were talking about songs that you remember with your kids. Like, there's songs as you talk about these drives. You're going to remember Always. different things that have come up, whether it's, it's bands, it's songs, something that you go, every time you hear that and they hear it, they're going to go, that was with my dad or with my yeah. brother at the time. And so... Josh and I, I don't know how the hell he was. He had my phone and he had a play, he was just playing it through the auxiliary, mm-hmm. and um, Happy Boy came on, Country Dick Montana. God damn, I knew Dick. Yeah, I would say I met him too. Yeah, and I said to Josh, I go, do you remember the song? I go, you loved this song as a kid. You made me play it all the time because the guy gurgles in the song yeah. and the whole deal, and he loved it. I remember just like you know sitting in his car Fuck. seat and and I'd play it nonstop, and he laughed and played it again, played it again. It was one of those automatic. We get in the yeah. car, have to play it. And he's going, as soon as it starts playing, he goes, yeah, I know this song. And then he listened to the song, and he's like, 
what the fuck? He goes, yeah. there's nothing good about that song. Yeah. That kid, why is he a happy boy, this psycho? Yeah. You know, the guy put his yeah. dead dog in the drawer. <laughs> Jesus, country dick. How much did you do with him? With country dick? One time at uh, at 690 when I was interning at Extra 690. Because he'd be hanging at 91X, yeah. right? Now, did, did, did he, would he come in and do a show? He would, like Steve, Ma- Steve-, Steve Mason always had him on. What right. happened? Steve Mason and him became friends, and Steve Mason would play that song once a night. Okay, our guy Pete and Point Loma's brother is Joey Harris from Joey Harris and the Speedsters. Wow. And Joey Harris was part of the fucking Beat Farmers. That's cool. And I think Joey still does local things. Uh, growing up in Cardiff and going to Yogi's in North County, the great thing that Keith Nordling, who now owns Jimmy O's, and I don't know because I don't hang at Jimmy O's, but the great thing about Yogi's was... Yogi's was a place where everybody just went and hung out and were left alone. Yeah. That's why Tiger Woods went in there when he came. Tiger Woods would be in there every night when the golf tournament was in La Costa and would be in there in Torrey. Mark Grace was in there every night. Goose Gossage was in there every night. Guys were just in there hanging out. It's when Chris Berman and ESPN, we've told that story. When ESPN was here, Chris Berman was at Yogi's in Cardiff. People went there and just hung out. But one of the guys that was there consistently on a regular basis was Country Dick Montana. And we all knew who he was. And he just, Dave, when I say he didn't give a shit, yeah, he didn't give a shit. He just was like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Dave. Well, fuck, Dave. What the fuck are we doing? And he just, dude, you talk about a guy with a personality. Yeah. Like the the way I remember Country Dick is the way I remember my buddy John Leslie from KGB, where you just go fucking amazing guys that were gone way too soon. Holy shit! What way too you? soon? It's funny. I just looked it up. How old do you think he was? You know, man, I would say that I bet Dick was gone before he was forty two. He was. Fuck, he died at forty. What year? He died nineteen ninety five. So I mean, he must have died shortly after 95. I met him. I think I met him in ninety three. Yeah. But if you would yeah. have asked me off the top of my head how old he was, I would have said 58 to 60. Right. Yeah. God damn. All those guys that that were just in, and I, I've told Pete this a million times. Died in Pete, Canada. Canada killed him. That's right. In a hotel room, didn't he? I don't know. It says uh, Whistler, British Columbia, Canada. Holy shit. <coughs> yeah. But just. Uh, Born in one of your favorite places, Carmel. Really? Yep. I would not have known that either. I don't know that we have, like when I was a kid growing up here in the 80s, there were so many local bands, and KGB used to do a homegrown album every year. Scott Chatfield used to put it together. I think that prick McGinnis was part of it. <laughs> but there were bands like uh, my buddy Dave Largent was part of Moving Targets. Moving Targets was a big local band. Uh, Mike Valley, who's an attorney, was Dirk Debonair. He was big. The Sears brothers were all over yeah. town. And all these guys would play. But the Beat Farmers were just a different level. But they would play like the old Del Mar Cafe. They'd play the Bacchanal. They'd play Belly Up, right? They'd play yeah. a Distillery, all these different clubs. And I just don't know that we still have that vibe for local bands. I wish we did. But I don't know that your son, if there's really... I mean, there were local bands, and I know a lot of them were cover bands. Goldfish, anybody remember Goldfish, that fucking maniac? What happened to that guy? Uh, My my buddy, oh, 
God, I'm so tempted to tell this story about the Mardells. Go ahead. Tell it. You know who the Mardells? No, I don't. Doug Allen and the Mardells were legendary San Diego. Uh, Again, like a 50s band. Goddamn, so talented. Fucking Doug, I wanted to kill him. Yeah. Because I worked at Santa Fe Liquor, and shit, he couldn't be a nicer guy. But when I worked at the liquor store at about 9.30 at night, 9.40, I'd have to stock the cooler, and that's when Doug would come in and fucking read all the bottom shelf magazines. <laughs> God. The same 11 chicks. <laughs> but shit, man. Mardell's. Anybody who sell the Mardell's, you go, anybody listen to this that saw him, you go, tell me a night, Dave, when, when these guys played the belly up, when you go, fuck, I... I, I had a bad... It never happened. The Mardells were just these bands. Like I said, the Beat Farmers. When you saw yeah. the Beat Farmers at the Belly Up, they were just bands that just go, shit, man, you walk out of there, you go, it was great. Everybody was cool. It was just a community party. And you never saw fights. Guys yeah. just came in, you hung out. I'd go with John Leslie. It was a fucking amazing time of my life. Loved it. So music has changed, though, a lot. I yeah. mean, you talk about going to see live bands. Like, my son right now is at the age where you'd go see live bands. Yeah, he's not going to see live bands. I mean, the, he's yeah. going to pay the live money. Live local go, music. He's not going to do that. He's going to pay the money to go to the foreman and see Drake. Yeah, you know th- those days. I remember my sister, who, who's four years older than me, in the '80s, came home one day and said, "I saw a band last night that was great." I said, "Who did you see?" REM. Really? And she goes, "Yeah, it's some band from Georgia. They, they were fantastic." But she's in Nashville now. Yeah. Up and down Broadway, yeah, right? Yeah, there's always live music. There's and, always people. That's the place right there. If you yeah. love live music, there's always people looking to get discovered. That all of a sudden you'll see they're on the radio in two years. Well, I, I told you when uh, I Steve went to- Steve Poltz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, Everybody we got Steve it. Poltz. You wrote the Jewel Not song. Not Tim Flannery. I got it. Oh, Fuck. shit. Just keep waving that right arm. Waving them home, Tim. Coming in hot. Let's put the guitar down. One time I was on the road. With my pet parrot, Alfred. That's great, Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> we'll play the rest after the break. Oh, show's over. <laughs> you have a story about your Irish father? We aren't interested. There's the door. Son of a bitch. Bye. Fuck. Guy was a utility player, assholes. Wake up. He was never good. I lost my job to Louis Salazar. <laughs> Gave him my number up to Steve Garvey. Write a song about that. It hurt. The garb took my number. It hurt. No. <laughs> Fuck. It's ridiculous. We'll tell everybody how great they are because he wore a Padre uniform. Would Damian Jackson have an album coming out too? Fuck. Peter, Paul, and Mary are like fucking <laughs> tough enough. <laughs> tough enough, Flan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jimmy Buffett's like, dude. No shit. Come on. Let's go. You're from Encinitas. Okay. <laughs> you know together. which drink is flans because there's two umbrellas in it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Ridiculous. Coming in hot. I blame San Diego fans for that. The guy yeah, pursued a music that career shit. that never went any. Exactly. Never went anywhere. Yeah, you guys the, kept telling him how good it was. Remember in Animal House when Belushi takes the guitar and smashes yeah, it? Yeah, that is it. Exactly. The guy who was playing the guitar smashed Flans' guitar. <laughs> he was like, fuck that. <laughs> On my boat. Kabam! <laughs> Boom! Bang! Shit! Yeah, we got enablers like Canapa. No shit. That fucking asshole. (laughs) 
Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? No, not really. I'm listening to Mariah Carey. Oh my gosh. I hate you and Jeff too. <laughs> uh, but like Dave, I got to think of who this, I don't even know who the fuck they are, but there's some group that does like Friday afternoon happy hours at the belly up. Yeah. I don't even know who they are. My friend Wendy's on like their mailing list and, uh, We'll go up there. God damn, Dave. They're people 50s and 60s just dancing up a storm, having a great time. And this band just plays straight through, like no breaks. And it's all, you know, like 70s and 80s stuff. But like, I mean, just boom, 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 just keeps it going. Um, the belly up is really fantastic. You're so far away from it. It's an yeah. hour drive. But growing up in Cardiff and being lucky enough to be living in that area, when uh, when I turned 21 and, and just kind of working with the guy like John, who was an icon at the Belly Up, so you would just run with him. Yeah. Shit, I saw Paul Rogers, lead singer of Bad Company, who I've talked about, play in the Belly Up. Neil Sean was playing guitar. I mean, Brent Michaels is there this week. Is that right? But, you know, if I said to you, Brent Michaels is playing the Belly Up, what are you going to pay to go see Brent Nothing. Michaels? Nothing, I'm not going. 95 bucks a ticket. Fuck you, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Rock of Love, okay? Yeah. Enough. I saw Keep... Foreigner last year. I didn't pay $95. Dude, right? Got a Groupon for six. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Where's the Groupon for Brett Michaels at the belly up? <laughs> Hang on. Let me tune this guitar. Is he bringing Pam Anderson with him? Because I've seen that one too. No, I'm not going to go see Brett Michaels. We're going to sing this one Something to Believe in. You hear me, Solana Beach? Who's more disappointed when Brett Michaels plays? Is it Brett Michaels when he looks in the crowd and goes, man, these girls all used to be oh, hot? Oh, shit. Or they all used to be, uh, they were not grandmas yeah. last time I was here. <laughs> right they're all grandmothers. 30 years ago, they were, right, they were hot and they were riding on the back of ninjas up and yeah. down the street. <laughs> and now they're riding their fucking ninja scooter up the staircase. <laughs> I gotta take a piss. <laughs> you know, Brett turns around to his drummer's like, fuck. Fuck. His drummer, his drummer's just sitting there going, fuck, I could have been out with Great White right now. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy, baby. Now we're going to sing in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brett, dude, Brett, I told you. We, we did this show. There was somebody. Who was the guy I told you? When he was singing that song and the crowd was yelling it at him and he was just like, fuck. <laughs> uh, it's a guy. I know the guy. The guy who died. Remember, we did this in Bub's Garage. I was telling you, there was a great video of the guy who sang for uh, Survivor. Yeah. And there was just this video of these old sacks of shit <laughs> sitting in the front row. Hey, sing high on you. Ah, fuck. <laughs> And they all have their black concert T-shirt on, yeah. right? And there's like a yeah, yeah. There's a T-shirt that at one time probably was like a rosebud, but because the skin's now stretched out, it looks like a whole big string of like lavender. Jesus! And the guy's just like shit. <laughs> ah, I should have taken that job at the insurance office. Fuck. <laughs> so hi, you. No, there she stood. Drunk and stinky. 
happened? What happened to Survivor? I've been looking them up the right guy, now. The guy died. From 1978 to 88, it says present. Then they took a break till 93. And from 93 yeah. to now, they're still going. Oh, they're still going with some other asshole. Because yeah. the guy who sang, it was like, it was so sad. Because <laughs> they would just yell at him, all these chicks. Like, you ever drive around and put that 80s channel on? Yeah. When, uh, I heard Darren mention it the other day. It was exactly right. When Nina Blackwood comes on. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. How many cigarettes did she smoke? God damn. I don't know. <laughs> Can I have one more blackberry brandy? <laughs> you and know, if back in the day, you would have said she was the hot one, right? She was. She was the one in yeah. Playboy. Now she's the one that would scare the shit out of you. You know? I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen her. I mean, I'm just what saying, a talent. Okay, here, I, I here would drive go. with Nina. Put it this way, Dave. Yes. I would drive with Nina Blackwood from Maine to New Mexico before I drive down the street with Alan Hunter. Yeah. Alan Hunter's a fucking dick. I got that. I'm just saying, okay, look, you're in bed, lights are off, and all you hear is, you want to go again? You're telling me you're okay with that? No. I'd be like, is that Coach Brady Hoke? <laughs> Jeff, do you want one more round? Is it Hunter on here? <laughs> Get out of here, Coach Hoke. Yes. I got fired again. Four and four years. Jesus. Mike Riley, not Mike Riley. No Mike shit. Mike McCoy's like, what the fuck? What I got fired fuck, three Brady? times in six hundred days. So what are you doing, Brady? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like either one of those scenarios. Oh my gosh, that's too damn funny. Damn it. All right. Keep I, in mind too, that's after she's woken up. Oh my and, gosh. And spit out a loogie. <laughs> Cleaned it out a little bit. All right. I'm right ready. in the carpet, just rubs it in with her foot. Guys, are we going straight? From Asia into foreigner, or do I need to do wrap around into it? <laughs> Okie dokie. After I mention these guys, I'm going to ask you about Garth Brooks, okay? Oh, yeah, he's a fucking fake. All right. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to get to this because okay. I'm going to dispute what you're saying. Bullshit. Did you tape it? I'll point it I out to you. I watched, no, I didn't tape it. I watched it, actually. All right. All right. We'll get into Garth in just a second, but first, I want to mention Superior Fence Company. Get into who? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind getting into Garth. You know, I got into a few drummers, Dave. <laughs> Jesus. What? You completely ruined the 80s channel. What has nine arms and sucks, Def Leppard? <laughs> That's Nina's joke of the night. Brought to you by Paul Mall. <laughs> Superior Fence owned by Daniel Tyler. Started the business back in 2005, and boy, he's been very, very successful. Put up fences all over San Diego County. Specializes up in North County, but look, at the same time, he'll go all over San Diego County just for you with free estimates. Don't forget to give Daniel Tyler and Superior Fence Company a call. A-plus rating with BBB, fully licensed and insured. You name the kind of fence you want, he'll take care of it. As he says, every job is an easy job. Uh, when my friend Scott King was on Family Feud, they talked about um, materials that a fireplace could be made of. And Scott's grandfather... Said wrought iron. <laughs> and while I believe a fireplace is probably better made out of brick yeah. or stone, when you're having Dan Tyler come and put your fence in, every time I flash back to the mid 80s, and when Dan says, What kind of fence do you want? I want to tell him, wrought iron. Because <laughs> I want to keep all of you dirty, greasy, El Cajon jerks out. Well, me and the ladies enjoy our new time together. I don't even know what that means. All I'm telling you is that when you need a really, really good fence, 
yeah. go to uh, go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Brand new blog up, Why Nick Saban is Better Than You. I like it. Click on this sponsor page, and when you click on the sponsor page, take a look at some of the fences that Dan's done and see for yourself. And then go out front and look at your own property and go, God, God dang, what are we doing? This fence rundown looks terrible. It's impacting our property value. Find out for yourself. Check it out. You'll never look back. Absolutely. Also, Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. Now's the time to give Alan that call. It's December. It's a little bit cold. Can buy a Taylor Made Pool, Alan? Can I come over? Alan's absolutely fantastic at what he does. I'll bring chicken fingers. I'm going to throw up. Just really, it's going to start dry heaving. Stop. Jesus. She used to be hot one time, I think. I don't even want to know anymore. The voice is brutal. You ruined it for everybody. The 80s channel's Pivity over. honey mustard. <laughs> Alan Taylor, 20 years in San Diego. Taylor and May pools with new construction, a commercial or residential, full remodels, commercial or residential. Look, he's the guy. New equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, installation. So many things he can do. He can make that pool of your dreams. As he says, you make your backyard a staycation. And let me tell you, the things he can do to your backyard to make that pool look fantastic, you can't even imagine. He will show you what he's come up with in the past, and he'll work with your dreams as well. Yeah, you know your asshole brother-in-law is bragging about his horseshoe pit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> even know how to keep scoring horseshoes? No. Nope. But I'll tell you one thing. Everybody knows how to keep score by my pool versus your sand pit that a cat uses as a litter box. All the feral cats in the neighborhood. <laughs> Good job, Alan. Good job for you. No way. You want a tailor-made pool. That's what you want in your backyard because you're going to have hot chicks like Vera, like Nina Blackwood, and every groupie from the Beat Farmers is going to come hang out there. We're going to bring the grill in. My man Derek Snyder already said he's bringing five gallons of home brew. Uh-oh. Only thing missing is that tailor-made pool. Well, you know where to go. Check out the website. Again, DaveAndJeffShow.com. See for yourself some of the work that Alan's done. Dave, we are so used to seeing boring two-dimensional pools. When you see what they do at TMP, it's absolutely fantastic. I cannot say it enough. Take a look at it. It's going to completely transform your backyard like you can't believe. I mean, 20-plus years of quality work, and it shows you're going to be the next one. Taylor made pools, tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, don't forget about Brian Curry looking for that perfect house. If you're looking to downgrade or upgrade, He's your guy selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He's won a ton of awards. He's really good at what he does. Brian Curry's your guy, not just your neighbor. He says, guess what? I have a real estate license. That's not Brian. Brian does this for a career, and he's done it for a long time. He's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, give Brian Curry a call, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Had a long conversation tonight with a buddy of mine about Coronado, and we figured out that Coronado really is such a microcosm of San Diego, which is they bitch about everybody coming over to the island, and then if people stop coming to the island, they start bitching because everybody went to Seaport Village. And that's why I determined, you know what, I'm not moving to Coronado. not doing that shit. I can't <laughs> live in the middle of that, not with my uh, high energetic outlook on life. I can't deal with that petty bullshit. <laughs> that's why I got to go to BC. I got to lay it out and have Brian say, this is where we're going. Might be Ocean Beach. <clears throat> I might just go to Ocean Beach and open up a medical marijuana plant. Go ahead. You make a ton of money. Ton of money. Hang out right there. Just And come down here. Do this show Sunday and Monday. 
and then just hang out and sell and smoke weed. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going to move. All I know is that when I'm ready to move, I have the right guy. I've smoked weed twice in my life. Yeah. But it might be what my new plan is in 2019. <laughs> Grow really long hair like Jeff Bridges. Yeah. And then uh, just say, fuck it. Fuck it. But when I got to find that place yeah. where to live, where I can put all my uh, black lights in, I got the right guy, Brian Curry. Brian's pretty much going like, I don't know if I want to help him. <laughs> That's it. He's going to be standing on the corner and look like, like Jeff Bridges. Shit. Yeah. I'm not wearing a bathrobe. I'm a no. little better than that. But uh, <laughs> shit, man, I tell you, Dave, I really, with everything going on, I, I said it at the start of the show. I'm much more concerned about whether or not I should make a $14 purchase on my United credit card than I am worried about where I'm going to live. And I can sincerely say that because I know Brian Curry's got my back. He'll have your back, too. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, got to ask about Garth Brooks. Yep, faker. Okay, what what happened? Why do you think he was fake? Because it was freezing and he was able to continue singing? Well, I think there were a couple of things. It just felt like, Dave, and if, it, this is a point of view from somebody who has spent 20 years talking in a microphone. You've done this, too. You understand that there is a different kind of cadence. There's a different yeah. kind of breathing um, when you're doing a live show versus when maybe you're doing a commercial read. Yes. When you and I used to go in and do a 60-second commercial read, the cadence, the breath, the whole thing is much different than it is. How, how long have we right. been going right now? Uh, let's see. I'll tell you in a second. I haven't looked at it. Um, Ballpark. 58 minutes. Okay. So we're an hour into this show. Yeah. The energy at 58 is completely different than it was at the two-minute mark. It's because you've been talking, you're moving. When he's running around like he's doing and you are watching it, I'm telling you, the audio is too clean. There should be some of the flaws. That's what's cool about seeing a band live. Now, I will say this. I saw him a couple of years ago in San Diego. Yeah. I don't have any doubt at all that he was singing in full. But I felt like last night in looking on social media, there were a lot of people that said oh, he's no. he's either lip syncing this or somebody has come back and dubbed in oh. cleaner audio. I, I feel like it. If you watched yeah. it, it did not feel like um, when I first found out about him, uh, I was living by myself and he did the Central Park concert. Yeah. And I felt like watching that. Like, he was singing, running around, like, you know. Yeah. And a couple of years ago on Audience Network, DirecTV, he did a concert at Yankee Stadium. I watched that, same thing, where he felt like he was singing. Last night, I just felt like too clean. Not enough rough edges to, to convince me that the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole show. So there may have been parts where he was singing, but it felt like early on either he was lip syncing or it was dubbed in. That's frustrating if that's the case. The, the reason is I remember we did a show back in 2007 at Free FM mm -hmm. and we found out people were saying Britney Spears, who was very popular at the time, was in Janet Las Vegas. Janet Jackson. They were lip syncing. J-Lo, yeah. And people were going, wait a second. They go, well, how do you expect them to dance and do the things they do and still be able to sing? But Stop said, dancing. Yeah, I have no interest in going to watch you do a show if I can listen to the same exact music in my car. Yeah. I want to hear you sing it. Yeah. my uh, I tortured my son, Cade, over the weekend because 
when we got home late on Saturday night, there was a Neil Diamond concert on PBS from the Greek. Yeah. Now, the one thing, I've actually seen Neil Diamond three times in concert. How about that? That's amazing. My mom twice. And Katie... Jeez. It's your boy right there. Sorry. (laughs) What in the world are you doing? That was your boy, Garth Brooks. I wanted to hear... You're going to get us sued. I had to play enough of it, but I wanted to hear if it sounded sounded right or wrong. But I'm trying to look up at the same time everything you're saying. And you know what? You're right. There are a lot of people who agree with you. That feel like he was lip-syncing. That he was lip-syncing. Or that it was dubbed in. It was very frustrating. I think you're right on. I can't speak for the whole show. I'm just saying within the first 20 minutes. Damn. Look, you know it, and it's just... Where you go, look, man, we've done it. We've worked with the microphone too many times. You understand that not everything is completely seamless. Yeah. And running around, cold weather, whole thing, boy, that was pretty seamless. I think it was fake. But Uh. I I just said to my son, when you watch Neil Diamond, who's got to be in his 70s too, and he's performing at the Greek, I said to my son, I go, he is 100% singing. My son's like, yeah, and I said, love on the rocks. And I kept, I tortured him all weekend. Ain't no big surprise. My son's like, I can't wait to get home. <laughs> so I called him today, yeah. called him this morning, and he goes, hello. I go, pour me a drink. And he goes, I'm going to just hang up on you. And I'm going to hang up on you, and I'll tell you some lies. And he was like, I'm so sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'm so sick of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Did you actually him- play the real thing for him to see show him what it sounded like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he had no time for my bullshit at all. Oh my god! And gosh. I just kept torturing him. We were walking. We were in Temecula at the mall. We're just, uh, we're just walking, like we're walking through, and he's looking at something. He stops, and I just sneak up behind him. First, they say, <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I'm like, you want me to drop you at the bus station? He's like, yes. The bus station. When do you know I had to get home from the bus no. station? He just wanted to get away from me. Oh, my gosh. But that's it. I just, I must have stopped him from Saturday night until I dropped him off last night and included it today. 17 different verses of Love on the Rocks. Oh, my gosh. So He'll uh, hate that song. But it's like you said, your country dick. Yeah. I just ruined my son's life when he's 40. Absolutely. And here's Love on the Rocks. He's going to be like, oh, turn that shit Get off. off. <laughs> that's right. So December 13th at Vijas Arena. All right, that's next Thursday. Okay, who's there? Barry Manilow. I saw that driving by. <laughs> So I was saying to my my son too. We we're talking about Barry Manilow. I know you don't watch Family Guy, but the whole show starts with Barry Manilow is going to be in town, and every guy at the bar starts ripping Barry Manilow, and they're like, right. "Well, Weekend in New England's pretty good." Well, Man- Weekend, Mandy, Ma- Mandy's not too bad. And then everybody has their fa- and next thing you know, they're all Barry Manilow fans. So my son says to me, "Hey, you going to take your mother to go see Barry Manilow?" And I go, "No, I'm not." And don't mention that he's even in town. Yeah. And I said, I guarantee you Costa's going, though. Oh, I bet he's there. Costa will be there. He's probably going. (laughs) He's probably going, taking (laughs) B-dub. Is Woods going? Woods Woods wouldn't go. Woods would go see Barry Manilow's brother because he thinks it's cool. Carl? Larry Manilow. Because that's where Woods is. Yeah. He'll go watch Carl. He's not mainstream. Play the jug. (laughs) Oh, Carl's so good. Yeah, I used to do this show way back on Alt 99.9. <laughs> <laughs> I 
so good. All we did was play. I found these guys from Madrid, and they were, uh, a lot of them didn't even have middle toes, but they were so good <laughs> playing the jug. You wouldn't know, you, Dave, wouldn't know anything about it because all you listen to is that bullshit. But trust me, music guys like me, we know all, we know the, right. the Madrid jug boys. Who's the guy that used to come in on Free FM with us, the music guy? Troy uh, um, Troy Johnson. Troy Johnson. But now he's the food guy exactly. in San Diego Magazine. Because the, the music career didn't go so well. I love that kid. <laughs> he is a great guy. But, man, I, I was thinking about him the other day going, look at this motherfucker. There's a bunch he of guys. He just goes right from food and, I mean, right from music and goes, I got to somehow find a way to be an expert somewhere. I'm going food. He did. He went from City Beat, where City Beat, I love uh, Kevin, editor down there, publisher, I've known fucking 25 years. Kevin's a great dude. But Troy went from City Beat, then he had a, a show on the Food Network yeah. for a little bit. Then he had a game show. Remember he was doing yeah, that Padres right. shit on Channel 4 that's for a right. while? But now he writes for San Diego Magazine. He's a good fucking He's kid. a great guy, but he finds a way to keep finding his niche. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about really good hardcore music from Madrid. <laughs> Troy's a big puss. <laughs> he doesn't know shit. That's why he's not the lacrosse PA guy like I am. He doesn't know nothing. Fuck that guy. <laughs> when does that damn league start up? Uh, it starts up in January. Is that right? Yeah, it'd be cool. We're going to be out there. I'll probably go out. You know, you probably see me out front having a smoke. Okay, does he Between keep, periods. Let me ask about Woods. Does Woods keep that job two years in a row? I only keep it two years in a row if I want to keep it two years in a row. I got a lot of shit going on. You know, I'm a guy, mover and shaker. I got a lot of shit. I, you know, 1090 doesn't. I don't need this 1090. I, I probably will be doing a show on Sirius XM. I'll probably be doing the Chris Cornell tribute show. <laughs> They've asked me to MC that. But it's Bo's uh, eight-month, three-week, and two-day birthday. So Hannah and I got a little thing planned for that. But if it doesn't go on, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll probably host it at the forum. <laughs> me and Richard Blade. If Woods doesn't do it a second year, I'm going to tell you right now, it's for one of two things. Either yeah. he says fuck in the middle of it on mic, yeah. or he laughs. That he just laughs. And butchers a name and he just laughs about it. Or loses, like, what he's supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> three-line pass. What? Uh, three-line pass on the Montezuma Mesa. What happened? What happened now? Let's go Seals or on a power play. We don't have power plays in lacrosse, you fuck. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. Let's go Seals. Look. Stop it. Shit. What happened to my career? What happened to my career? <laughs> oh uh, my what gosh. time tomorrow are we going to get a text message that just says, I hate you? <laughs> I know I'll get it. <laughs> I think it's great. I want to go. I just want to go to hear him. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm going. I, I don't I, know. Well, I got to check it out. I got to see. Was, I got to see Stevie. He's so fucking funny. He was killing me. Like he was out of the house. It's it's every dad knows what the fuck you're doing, Woods. Okay. Yes. Save your bullshit that you're that fucking committed to the seals. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. And I'm gonna let the little fucking seals in on a secret too. If you were still single and ready to mingle and you'd been out the night before at the Casbah till two, there's no fucking chance you're driving from Solana Beach to, to Sports Arena to hang out and be part of one of the guys. Bullshit. That was a fake attempt at getting away from a newborn 
and I know Bo the man is going on a year, we all know what the fuck it was. You don't have to acknowledge it. You don't have to say shit. All I'm saying is I know, Dave knows, Papa Bark knows. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alan Cisan fucking knows. We all know your shit. So you go out and have fucking Paul come down, videotape you. Because it was funny. I loved it. Got in there flinging the ball around. Those guys all seemed cool. But we know what the fuck. <laughs> we know what the fuck's going on. And I'll tell you what this too, smart guy. Your fucking wife knows too. You think she has it figured out? Hannah? Yes. The smart kid. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren didn't raise any fucking dummies. <laughs> Just be careful. Don't get yourself in trouble. Just because I drive by that RV doesn't mean I own an RV. You're going to be fucking sleeping at Ben's house. <laughs> running the board for that fucking podcast he does with Shelly. Do they big... do a podcast together? Does Ben and his wife do a podcast? I think so, yeah. Up What's it called? News. How does uh, he have time for anything else? Yeah, I don't know. I think Ben's a fucking vampire. What? <laughs> in a suit. A vampire in a suit. Yeah. He, uh, a well-dressed vampire. When I saw him a couple weeks ago, he was carrying his own camera around. He's having his own camera guy. The, uh, there's... See, that to me, Joe Little at NBC does that. A bunch of guys. Dave, there is no fucking chance I could do that. Because I'll tell you the part that we always take for granted until you see it fucked up. It's not having the shot squared up, which is tough enough, right? Yeah. Because you got to go and be like, okay, well, where's my head? Dave, here with the Alabama flag. Where am I? Okay. Well, I got to have it lined up so it doesn't cut me at the eyebrow like I'm Anthony Davis. (laughs) But the other thing that those guys have to figure out, you got to figure out the lighting on that exactly. shit. There's no way I could do that. Yeah, all these TV stations. How does that happen back. in San Diego? Remember Brian, He when Brian worked for us, yeah. he started working TV in small markets. You understood that he had to have his own camera. He's in the yeah. middle of nowhere, Portland. Yeah, Portland. Or remember when um, like Time Warner Cable had their own channel? Like yeah. You'd see, it, uh, you'd see like the different things. Yeah. Maybe not so much Channel 4. But I remember living in North County. Time Warner had their own channel. Those guys would have to go out and shoot their own story. And, and fuck, man. How does that happen in San Diego? I mean, give an example. Jim Hill, who I just saw yeah. a couple weeks ago. Jim Hill used to hang out at the Laker games till 1030. Was on the news at 1120. Incredible, right? Everything was already written out for him. He just had to get there. Yeah. And then just, boom, knock it out. Knock it out. It was, yeah. I mean, you don't have your own camera, man. That's well, crazy. That's in a sense, why I always thought Ted was great. Because I watched Ted every day for two and a half years when my friend Todd Villalobos would come in and say, okay, we've got this Chargers win in Pittsburgh, uh, big trade in baseball, um, fight in the Flyers game, right? I mean, they would just kind of go through the different shit. Mike McCarthy fired. (laughs) That'd basically be all Ted would say. (laughs) And then uh, Ted would go because I'd be watching because he'd have to take a break and he'd go and do four minutes with no teleprompter, no notes. And Todd would just play the video and Ted would talk over it. Yeah. Uh, But there were very few. uh, God damn, Dave. I just watched it. You you and I ad lib all day. Yeah. But he's so fucking good. Like, that's why Ted was so good. Um, I don't know if Kyle writes his own shit. If Todd writes it, I would think Kyle probably writes it. I think John writes it. Katie wrote it. Stevie Quiz. I'm just thinking about yeah. the guys. I'm sure Ben writes his own shit. 
He's on for 10 seconds. Christ. Yeah. It takes Ben longer to tie his tie than he's actually on TV. God damn. Yeah. I mean, they don't give him any sports time at all. Um, But no, those guys, yeah, especially now with the challenges that they have and to keep going. I mean, you have to do it to, to survive. I guess you just figure out a way to do it. I yeah. always said that if we had gone back to 97.3, if they hadn't hired that little fucking dipshit that they hired, when everything was kind of moving like we were going to go to 97.3, I wanted to run our board. Yeah. I would not have. We always had a board op um, with respect to Herm and Johnny Pratt. I mean, we had some really good guys that ran our board. Al Horton ran it. But I felt like if we went to 97.3 on the FM, um, out of respect to all our friends on the FM, like Stevie Woods and Dave Rickards and John Leslie and everybody else, I was like, well, fuck it. If we go to 97.3, I'm running the board. I'll do it. And it'll be really fun. Yeah. Then you realize that you're standing there for three straight hours and you can't take a piss. I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's like On the FM side, they run music. Yeah. You you still have spot breaks. You still have four-minute spot breaks. You don't have to sit there and push the button. Like you, ha- I, you would have to think about it because in every spot break, you have to go to a live ad lib. Because I'm that good? Because no, I'm just saying at most, you'd have... Uh, two minutes to go to the to run in the restroom and hope nobody's in the way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, move them out of the way. I mean, but you'd yeah. be unbuckling your belt as you're running down the hall. Yeah. Getting a little help from Kelly Danick. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I want to mention a couple yes. of things and then we're done. At least I'm done. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, December the 4th at Warwick's in La Jolla. Our friend Matt Coyle will be there. It is the release of Wrong Light, the new book from Coyle, Wrong Light. This book means a lot. I was a uh, contributor on this book. It is the fifth book in the Rick Cahill series. And in this particular episode, uh, Rick Cahill is protecting a female nighttime radio talk show host. The book is great. And I was very, very happy to contribute some radio stories. Cool. I will be there tomorrow night at Warwick supporting my buddy, uh, uh, Matt Coyle. But if you are looking for somebody uh, for a book, I would strongly recommend Wrong Light. Um, The first book is Yesterday's Echo, Night Tremors. There's two other ones that are in there. I always fucking forget what they are. But, But Wrong Light is the new one. Like I said, I'm really, it's really fun because it's stuff that happened in my life that is used in this book. The other funny thing, spoiler alert, is the nighttime uh, or the guy, the afternoon drive time talk show host on the radio station in the book. His name is Jeff Palais. That's funny. So I like that. But a couple of things on that. So tomorrow night, Tuesday night, um, Matt will be at Warwick's in La Jolla. A week from Friday on the 14th, I am interviewing him for his podcast. And it was very funny tonight just chatting with him for a second and saying that I think there are parallels between a private investigator and a talk show host because you spend so much time alone. And so much of your life is dealing with other people's lives, whether it's the caller or the subject you're watching. And he was like, Oh, I never thought of that. I'm like, you're the guy who wrote the book. <laughs> uh, so we'll tell you about that coming up on Friday the 14th. But one thing that he and I talked about 
that is going to be a lot of fun, and it's way out just because schedules didn't work out. There's a bookstore that has just opened up in South Park, and it's a cool little independent bookstore, and for the life of me, I cannot remember the name. The date isn't until January 31st, so we've got some time to figure it out. But January 31st, Matt and I are going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to do a conversation. I'm just going to talk to him about the book. We may do a couple others between now and then. Um, and he's been great saying, well, what do I need to, you know, how can I promote the show? How can I do anything else? And I said, look, you gave me an acknowledgement at the front of a mystery. I'm a mystery guy. That to me is one of the coolest things that's ever happened in my life. I love the book. I read the book. You're going to love the book, especially if you love radio. It all takes place in San Diego. The night owls part of it, PB, La Jolla, the whole thing, the Russian mafia is involved in it. Again, the book is Wrong Light, but if you get this, Tuesday night, 7.30, Warwick's, uh, Matt will be there signing copies of the book, and it's always great because they make him read the first chapter, and he hates fucking doing it. <laughs> but um, the book has gotten in fantastic reviews. Good. I couldn't be happier for him. But January 31st, he and I will be together in South Park. The 14th of December, I'm going to interview Matt on his podcast, about wrong light but uh if you get a chance really really good dude uh very talented dude and if somebody in your family loves mysteries uh thank you to uh to dan listener dan bought all five of them and read them cover to cover That's loved awesome. them so uh dan williams met him at the met him at yeah, the event was in the neighborhood yeah to see dan at the gas station dan met him at the event goes hey i'm gonna check it out started with yesterday's echo yeah and snap through them and goes holy fuck yeah, they are great so yeah highly recommended hopefully we'll see you tomorrow night at warwick's otherwise we'll uh the 14th sunday. and then january 31st and then yeah dave and i'll be back sunday night there we go all right the show's for you joe barksdale who's the second most sensitive guy in southern california what happened to him was. got released he did remember he got his feelings hurt when we texted him or well, right after the atlanta falcons game and he freaked out in the locker room i said if joe barksdale focus as much on his career as he did getting on camera he'd be a pro bowl player and he blocked me on twitter yeah well fuck joe he blocked both of us really fast within no joke within 30 seconds of losing to the falcons a couple years ago i would say this um i would take a cheap shot at joe but when you realize that joe has been suicidal in his oh. life and has felt and dealt with depression and has been very candid about his battle today's not gonna help come on said it we're all thinking it what are you gonna say asshole what everyone's thinking the same thing today is definitely not gonna help that's how you deal with your own pain by encouraging others <laughs> to hurt. i'm just saying i point out the obvious Sorry. i'd like to apologize also for for do to, for the watchmakers and anybody no i thought you better apologize to the guy you threatened yesterday i was really pissed yesterday after the show yeah that's the guy you called dick. a fuck face yeah yeah, He's it's, a fucking it's funny douche. You say we did that dude a favor. Yeah. We did that motherfucker a favor. The more I think about it, I was really pissed driving home today. I was talking to, to Josh about it. He's we a listen, zero. We listened back to you freaking out, and I said, yeah. fuck, fuck that guy. I was, I was like, I'm right, I mean, though, really? right? Dude, you're 100% fucking right. Well, I better not fucking ever see that guy in person. Yeah. There's a couple of fuck these. that guy. There's a couple of these guys that are going to make a fucking mistake. That's a good thing about yeah. owning this show. We don't have to fucking answer to anybody. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one thing, nerve, dude. we won't beat the shit out of you in a Cleveland hotel. <laughs> that 
There won't be any video. You won't see Lisa Salter sitting in the garage interviewing us, motherfucker. Well, like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, we didn't even touch on Cream Hunt. Real quick. Yeah. Nobody picked him up today. Okay, now, I don't think you're allowed to pick him up. I yes. You are allowed to they pick him up? They could have claimed him on waivers oh, okay. by I, 1 o'clock okay. today. Okay, but he still wouldn't have been allowed to play because he's on that, that commissioner's But you would have had his watch rights. List. You would have had his rights. But after the Reuben Foster no. whole thing. Here's the here's a couple things on that. I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to, to talk about it a little bit yesterday. First of all, nobody condones this behavior. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And I tell you what, if you and I had friends that condone it, they wouldn't be our friends after that yeah. conversation. It was completely disgusting. It was worse than you can possibly imagine, especially when he comes back and kicks, kicks her. her. And he's sitting there going, oh, my gosh. But at the same time, we all know because of the Ray Rice deal, when there's a video, it's a whole nother story. Yeah. You know, and not. How come nobody will admit that TMZ paid for the video? Why will yeah. nobody say this whole fucking thing about where the league couldn't get it, the law yeah. enforcement couldn't get it? You know how they fucking get it? They pay for that exactly. shit. And it, Dave, I swear to God, I don't know this, but I've told this story. When I repoed cars for a living, yeah, I would call your place of employment, and I would get your coworker on the phone, and I would say, "Is Dave's brand new car there? Because I need it." Well, I don't know. Okay, well, I've got twenty five hundred dollars for you. Without knowing, my guess would be that TMZ does something similar. Yeah, finds the right guy in that building that has access to the documentation that they need, whether it's the Kareem Hunt video or any other video you see on that website, and then it becomes the Ted DiBiase game where somebody names their price. It's the only way that TMZ can get it, and the league doesn't. And the league's saying, well, we don't want to pay for it. In, In my opinion, maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe somebody just said, hey, TMZ, you know what? Uh, I don't like that Kareem Hunt has appeared to get away with this, and I've just been biting my... Maybe they just gave it to him. I don't have any idea. But what I've been told from people in L.A. is that the way they find out that somebody's in a hospital or been pulled off is because ambulance drivers and ER workers and everybody else know that if you get somebody in there and you're the first guy to get it to TMZ, you're going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been told. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Make your own judgment. But it sure seems like that would make sense. If you were uh, if you were an ambulance driver and you said, hey, I'm driving John Doe's celebrity, uh, fuck, here comes some money. How, many, how much publicity has TMZ gotten? No kidding. But you know what? They brought the video to light. They got Kareem Hunt kicked out of the league. More power to him. Exactly right. I mean, honestly, I don't know why people are so quick to criticize TMZ. I feel like they do a service sometimes, Dave. Me too. Because Kareem Hunt was going to be able to continue living his life as an NFL running back and and also somebody who's abused women. I grew up in a household where I was raised by a single mom and my older sister. I have zero tolerance I thought yesterday, I thought CBS did a great job on NFL Today with the way they handled the story. I thought Jason Lock and Four, I thought Jim Rome, I thought Amy Trask, I thought James Brown, and their whole panel I thought was great. I really did. And I believe what one of those guys said, (coughs) which is he should never be back. Because the only way you're going to ultimately send a message to these players is it's one thing for the Chiefs to cut him, but if the Cleveland Browns and John Dorsey, who drafted him, for example, bring yeah. him back, then what message has exactly been right. sent? Yeah, if you can no play, then we're going to put it. No message has been sent. You're 100% right. What kind of league do you want? Right. 
I mean, that's it. I mean, here's here's in all honesty, you look at what happened with Kareem Hunt. Look up Tyreek Hill. Right. And and I understand he's going through therapy and all that stuff. The guy punched a pregnant girl in the stomach. Exactly. I mean, he is brutal. I mean, he's the he's the kind of situation where you might be the biggest Chiefs fan in the world, and I understand he's the fastest guy you're going to see, and he's amazing talent. I would never let my kid wear that jersey. Ever. It, it's a completely embarrassing. Ever. And and it to me, it has been the one thing that I have driven into the head of my son's ten thousand different ways. And that is nobody ever strikes a woman and we look out for your mom, your grandmothers, your aunts, and whoever else is female. Yep. They are priority to us. I am getting divorced from their mom, but like I said, nobody would ever what in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to look okay. mind for you. Yeah. Well, just take it easy over there, Adam Schefter. I'm not as good as I need a black one with these. Yeah. Damn it. Holy shit. Sorry. I apologize. But I, Dave, I just, if, if the NFL lets this guy back in, you've done nothing. And and boy, I'm telling you, man, with, with what's going on, I have a friend who's leading a, a women empowerment and sports group. Boy, I'm telling you, they're going to get to these leagues. You watch what happens in the next 12 months. There are going to be enough powerful women that are going to come up and they're going to take guys like fucking Goodell, who's been way too arrogant in this shit, and they're going to take Adam Silver and they're going to take Gary Bettman and they're going to take Rob Manfred and anybody else, and they're going to hold their little fucking feet to the fire. And you, you better figure out a way. These guys got to be out of the fucking league. I'm with you. But do you also agree that it has gotten better in the last five years? It um, has gotten better. And what I mean by that is if you look up NFL arrests yeah, over the true. last 25 years, and the two teams that were at the top, believe it or not, were the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals. Oh, the Vikes were unbelievable. It, it was. I mean, it was all over the place. I mean, every team had a guy, though. The Chargers had guys. Everyone yeah. had a guy. But it has gotten better. It's not perfect, but I, I don't know what's going on. But I think the Ray Rice thing scared the shit out of a lot of people. Maybe Kareem Hunt doesn't know Ray Rice, but Ray Rice couldn't get back in the league after that video. Well, I, I, I feel like the same thing should be done. Yeah. Because because Kareem Hunt is 23 and talented, who gives a shit, right? You grow up in a world where you know the difference between exactly right and right. wrong. You know the difference between right and wrong. And the other thing is he fucking lied about it. How about the people that were making excuses that were saying, I mean, the the storylines were ridiculous. I'm sorry. There's not a hotel. I don't care how shitty the hotel is where you can have someone standing outside screaming what you're claiming that someone's yelling racials for 30 minutes and nobody called downstairs. Right. Come on. Don't sit there and try to make excuses for Kareem Hunt's mistakes. Have him out. Get him the fuck out of the league. And when you watch Hall of Famers, that said yesterday, like Terry Bradshaw, you're done. Yeah. Goodbye. You're the done. league will be fine without you. The league will be fine without you. Go get your life together. Figure out a way to make a contribution. You know how you make a contribution? By spending the next 25 years of your life going around and giving speeches at every different level to young men saying, you know what? I had it all. Yep. And I lost it all because I elected to put my hands on a woman. And Good I lost it, it all. Yeah. And you know what? Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for doing it. Well, here's they drafted Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. No, I got that. But here's the deal: right away, they didn't waste time. Meaning, meaning Clark Hunt. They, I mean, they're sure. on their way to what they think is a Super Bowl. Sure. You know, number one seed in the AFC, and you're going to get rid of your number one back. Sure. I, I, I know they, what they, you're you know what I'm saying. They didn't have to do that. They could have said, "Well, we'll let the due process make its decision and see how things work out. At least try and stall to the end of the season." But they didn't. They're in December. The playoffs start in a month. 
and they're sitting there saying, we'll see you later. I question how much of an effort they made to find the real story. Because oh, they didn't. They knew that. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just like you said, they knew there was a story, and they didn't go and investigate it. They took his word for it. Yeah. So Every team has like their own FBI guys. Yeah. You've already been found guilty, so you don't yeah. need to plead guilty. Exactly. Know what I mean? We, we already know what you've done. The NFL is a fucking joke. And then you look at this dipshit PR guy for them putting out the review. Well, you know, we, hey, we found new evidence. So we're going to start talking. To Where the fuck you been? Where the fuck have you been? Any, any organization, TV, radio, any walk of life that you're in, uh, that's not a lot. I'm sorry, man. I come from a house where I, where, and Dave, you and I have said it over and over again. I don't know why we carry a female demographic. I can't believe any of you who are so smart and talented <laughs> and fantastic why you would listen to this show for 10 seconds. I have no idea, but I couldn't be more thrilled that you do. I think of every one of you tonight that have been nice enough to support this show, I can't imagine the anger and the rage that would run through my blood and through Dave's blood, through Brian Curry's blood, through Al Taylor, through Kyle, through Josh, through every guy that's associated with this show, if anything like that ever happened to you or somebody that mattered to you, my girl Geekster and the whole group, no fucking way would we let that shit happen. And I just feel like we as a society can feel that same way for that girl that was kicked in that video. What yeah. a terrible fucking thing to do. I couldn't give less of a shit about Kareem Hunt and his ability to make a living. He should spend the next 25, 30 years of his life going around and speaking and being the prime example of why you don't act like a fucking animal. Fuck him. <laughs> and fuck the Chiefs. I used to work for a guy like the Chiefs. He's a big fucking dick, too. Fuck him. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna give you guys a, a little bit since I don't want to finish on a on a down note. Yeah. Look up Clark Hunt's wife and his daughter on Instagram. That's that's your homework for the week. I saw them at, in person at the Chargers Chiefs yeah. game. Can you imagine that? Holy the, mackerel! All the women in that organization that yeah. had to sit there, Dave. I'm telling you, man. As an organization, you didn't think they were fucking. And now there's. Can you see Gracie Hunt? His hey, daughter? it's like thirty. The, the mom looks better than the daughter. Holy cow. Yeah. It's like it's not enough to be a billionaire. Yeah, no shit. Um, <laughs> but I bet, Dave, the women in that organization knew that there was a cover-up. Whether of they course. intended it to be or just didn't go looking hard enough. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. And the league should be embarrassed and fuck the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. That's right. That's it. I never liked <laughs> Pat it. Mahomes when he pitched for the Twins. <laughs> I don't have an idea. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Thank you.